Tiffany. Welcome back to the Winner Circle. Um, before we get started, I want to remind you to like, subscribe, and comment below, please. <laughs> um, your thoughts are always welcome here. Uh, it helps me to know if I'm I'm actually providing you um, something good, whether you agree with me or not. But it at least I um, I get to get your feedback. I am joined today by my special guest. Mr. Kyland Young was also um, on Big Brother 23. He won one third of his comps on Big Brother 23. And he also won one third of the comps he played in on The Challenge USA. So if you haven't caught up on those, catch up on him. And he is joining me today so we can share our perspective and insight about what's going on on the game, fill you guys in on uh, what's been happening on the live feeds. Without further ado, hello, Kyland. Hello, Miss Tiffany. Thanks so much for having me. Um, I mean, I would say I, I don't think it was a third of the competitions uh, from Big Brother. I think we, we have so many competitions there, so there's a lot going on, but uh, I still appreciate it. Were you a comp beast? Were you a comp beast? Were you a <laughs> or are you too humble? You you don't want to give yourself that title. I, I wouldn't say, yeah, exactly. No, I couldn't say that. Some people might say that, but I couldn't say that. <laughs> I understand. Um, <laughs> But I'm just so glad to be here. I think you're doing an amazing job. I've been listening to you. Know, you. I think you just do so great with this. So I just feel honored to be here. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate it. Um, so we're going to discuss some things. And I like to have a little fun. So it's not heavy. You can just you know jump in where you fit in. And I'd love to hear your perspective on things. We're going to talk about who won the HOH. Um, who was nominated. We've got Turner won HOH. We know that he nominated um, Brittany and Taylor and Michael won this power of veto. And so there have been so many conversations and so much, so many events going on that uh, we, we may not be able to tap into all of the details, but we can get the information out to our listeners. So um, Turner won this HOH. And Turner is a part of this new alliance that formed outside with Kyle, Alyssa, and Terrence called the After Party. So those four are oh, a part yeah. of the After Party. Kyle totally spilled the leftovers. He spilled it to everybody. So now he's working with Alyssa and Terrence. And then I think they just really had to bring Turner in because they they left him out of everything that was happening in the backyard. But he feels very I think he feels like he should be loyal or he's going to be loyal to the after parties because the leftovers have completely fallen apart. Um, so he wins and he's he's closest to Kyle. And I thought that he was really close to Monty. I think he feels like Monty is ride or die for for him, maybe. But he definitely has this alliance to Kyle and Alyssa, which puts him at the bottom of them to me. It seems like he realized that he's a third wheel with, with Kyle and Alyssa. But um, that is who he is aligned with. And he wants to go after Michael. So he's giving them his his play about, you know, Michael's, Michael's this target, Michael's a threat. They bring Monty in to fill Monty in on the conversation about nominating Michael and they all realize like do we really think that we should put him on the block 
right away. He is this, he's a comp beast. He could win veto. We have to backdoor him. I don't know. Are you aware? Like this seems to me to be this the biggest season of backdoor. They use the back door more than the front door. Um, yeah, I think that I feel like I remember we had a series of back doors though too, like during last season. Um, with I guess with the exception of Frenchie, I think that it was like because it was like Tra- Travis, Brent. Maybe, I guess maybe not Whitney, but I felt like we had a lot of them. I just remember when we were going through the days and stuff, we're like, wow, like everybody, so many people were on the block, or at least not on the block initially that went home. But uh, okay. but I will say, yeah, it does seem that <laughs> they're on a similar, if not a more, I haven't ran the, the numbers on it, but mm-hmm. I feel like they do seem to be on a similar, if not a more uh, frequent use of the back door. And it's so interesting, too, because you also wonder, like, how intentional like has it, it has it always been intentional or is it one of those things like i look at our first week as far as you know frenchie's first move it's like things change as the week went on and everyone has the benefit of going to the dr multiple times over multiple over like days later sometimes even after the eviction has already happened so you get a little bit of an opportunity to to rework certain things like what and I don't think people do it often intentionally but I wonder how many of these backdoor plans were like set in stone when they very I, first did it too. They seem to be set in stone like that's the that's how they are planning their evictions. It's like, well, I'm going to nominate these two people, but I want the veto used so I can pull this person down and put this person up and backdoor them. And to me it seems kind of a little scary to be backdooring you know, trying to use the back door so far when you don't have that many people to vote or to choose from. So you are nominating three different people, essentially. Um, but that's their that's the game this season is the back door. So. As Turner and, and Monty and uh, are having this conversation about wanting to backdoor Michael, Michael being the target, but also he's bringing up how he doesn't really trust Taylor and um, how he's how he's feeling about her and also Brittany. And um, Monty is in a position where all last week he was inside and he has been working on relationships, especially with him and Taylor. Him, Monty and Taylor really worked on their relationship last week while they were inside and the outside people were outside. Um, but when Turner and Kyle and Alyssa come back in, Monty can't say, oh, yeah, well, while you guys were living outside, me and Taylor really bonded and made a friendship. And I feel that I don't want to target her because essentially he's still playing his game. So he goes along with Turner and goes, yeah, I I get it. Yeah. You know, um, he he kind of sides with Turner about whatever he's saying about how he feels about Taylor and her game moving forward. And then Monty suggests, well, you could nom Brittany and Taylor and then whoever wins veto, one of them comes down and you backdoor Michael. And to I don't know, you I don't think you are as big of a Twitter person as I am, but Twitter kind of had an issue with Monty about that. And I'm glad that I have you here today because um, I want to ask your opinion on this. If 
you're working with someone and you don't want other people to know you're working with them and they start maybe dragging this person. It's a, it, it to me, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, because I think we do play a different type of game. Um, to me, I think that I don't want to allude to the fact that I am as close to this person as I may be. So I may participate in a little bit of the drag or what have you. Um, so that you don't get wind of my relationship with the said person that we're we're talking about. But that does not mean that I don't have this person's back. And, and a very bad example for you, Kai, that I'll use is you and I were both very close to Derek X and even Claire. And we I would have conversations with them without you where they'd be like, I do not trust Kai. I feel like he's going to do this and do that. And I'm like, yeah, no, I don't trust Kai either. I just think that it's just probably whatever, whatever. And we would go through that. But then there's a there's a fine line between um, making them feel comfortable with what they're saying and wanting to give me information about somebody else, which that somebody else was you. But it also um, is there's a fine line between me making them feel comfortable enough to give me that and to know that I'm working more closely with them than I am you. Then I am then saying, oh, yeah, let's nominate him and get him kicked out of the house like that was never an option. And I do know that Monty did say that like we could you could nom he offered. He, he gave Turner an option of saying you could nominate Taylor and Brittany and then pull them off. But I don't know that he actually meant to do that much damage because then when he realized Turner was like actively thinking about doing that, he started kind of backpedaling like, well, well, well. I mean, how do you feel about that strategy? Like, is Monty so wrong for um, for, for siding with Turner when he's saying, because it's almost like now you can't say anything bad about Taylor. If you say anything bad, then you're you're you are you're slandering her. You're you're piling your dirt piling your dog piling. You but this is a game, and every single player is allowed to be critiqued on their game, their play, their thought process, the way they're moving. And so I'm just still talking, and I haven't allowed you to answer your question, answer the question I've asked you. But <laughs> jump in. Yeah, I think first off, just in agreement with what you said there at the end, as far as like, there is a, everyone can can for sure critique the games and the moves and things that are said, uh, or they should be able to, to, to say these things. Now, I think the biggest takeaway I've had since leaving the game has been so much less judgment of anybody's uh, game moves and things that they're saying or doing as far as like, well, that seems dumb or why would they do that? Like, that doesn't make sense. Only because it's like, now having been there, you see you're like, if somebody's doing something, it probably makes sense to them given the time. And I think that an aspect of Big Brother people forget is because, yeah, it is chess, but it's also poker. You're in this game where you make a decision in poker sometimes, not because this person said this, not because what the cards had, but because their left eye twitched or because they move their hand like this. And that's something that, you know, already live feeds like, you know, are missing, as we know, tons of stuff, not tons of stuff, but enough. Uh, but then you add on that level and somebody's watching conversation, like, why'd they respond like that? It's like, well, maybe they perceived that person shifted like their body in a way that made them feel more comfortable, less comfortable that to hide their own cards, this is what they had to say or whatever. And their past conversations, they had the impression that if I say this 
Uh, I think going back to your example with like Derek and Claire and, and me and all that, I think there is for sure a fine line on that. And I think that it's one thing to say like, yeah, you know what? We could entertain this idea. And I, I didn't see this conversation you're talking about with Monty and Taylor. So mm-hmm. I don't know if maybe it does kind of seem, especially with Joseph gone, that Taylor would be someone that he'd definitely want to protect for his mm-hmm. own game. So I think that I I do wonder if, and maybe you saw the full conversation, the rest of it to see if he did say like, or you could, it sounds like he did say, or you could do this, or you could do this as opposed to like, basically saying all the options not because you're pushing this option but just to kind of distance yourself like hey like no i'm not trying to protect this person i'm just saying like we you know we did that in the house a lot like yeah for uh but like you said there's a difference between pushing for someone yeah and agreeing and then the middle ground in between pushing for someone and agreeing i think is like just mentioning like i think that mentioning and pushing aren't even the same thing so i feel like that there's so much uh, to consider in what's happening there. So it's just like, at the end of the day, what what is someone ultimately, you know, what what are they doing like as a whole intentions. with their game? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's always going to be hard to tell. Yeah, I think and that... it sounds like since then the intention is, is not to let that stand. I was just going to say that. I think that it was just to allow Turner and Kyle to and Alyssa to feel that he is with them or maybe Alyssa wasn't in the room so I'm sorry if I misspoke but maybe it's just a matter of him trying to allow Turner to feel that I'm I'm agreeing with you I'm with you I'm not with them so if that's who it's got to be that's who it's got to be but he did at some point go back and have um, a conversation with Taylor because Taylor took Joseph leaving really hard. Now, this is interesting. They actually, um, everybody blamed everything on Joseph. Like, all whatever happened outside, the outsiders came inside and was like, it was all Joseph. Joseph said this. Taylor, you're not going to believe what Joseph said about you, but he was, he was, he did, he said all of these terrible things about you. He told me that you had a final this, and he told me that you tried to do this and that you wanted to put me up. So Alyssa, for one, was like, Joseph, you know, um, told me that you said these things and Kyle was like, yeah, he told me that you, this was the, this was the reason why you're the reason why all of these things. So Taylor took the news about Joseph, um, really bad, really hard, of course, because she didn't get to say goodbye to him. She trusted him as being like one of her closest allies and one of her only friends in the house. And they're using the fact that he's gone. He can't defend himself. She can't ask him anything as, um, their scapegoat for why, what happened outside happened and Taylor is someone who to me I feel like um, she's very impressionable and I think maybe um, she was probably really protected coming up which uh, which which creates someone to be a little sheltered and and this is just my own interpretation I could be totally wrong but she seems very impressionable so and they know that so they're it's very easy for them to come back and tell her whatever they want her to believe and she partially believes certain things. So it's painful to watch her believe that Joseph didn't have her best interest. But then Monty, as he's having the conversations with her, as she is obviously in hurting about the things that she's heard, it's Monty's putting it together and he is actively defending Joseph saying that doesn't really sound like his character. I don't really see that 
going that way. And he's helping her to realize that maybe some of these things that you're hearing and that you that they're telling you are not are not really true. But Joseph is like taking the fall for everything that no one else wants to be blamed for. So that ends up leading to Turner nominating Brittany and Taylor. Um, and he uses he justifies using Brittany and Taylor because he's saying um, that they had a final three that didn't include him. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I guess I, one thing I, I would go back on that uh, only because I've seen like some Twitter comments about like, oh, this is so mean to do this to Taylor. It's just like that's mm-hmm. kind of what you do in the game when somebody is mm-hmm. not in the house and can't defend themselves. That's your opportunity to use the heck out of them as much as possible because like, yeah, they said this, this and this because they're not there because you have they can't, you know, as best as you can fact check anything inside yeah. that house. So it's like, I don't know, when I see people that are criticizing that, it's like, that's me. It's like, well, mean is so subjective based on yeah. who you're rooting for, based on your own personal feelings on what's important and not important. And so it's just kind of like that. I think it's sad to see anybody, you know, in pain, but it's just like, mm-hmm. is that necessarily, I think that those, when, when people get into draw those lines, especially because they're drawing them so subjectively based on like their own personal feelings of like, well, this I wouldn't do or, or that I wouldn't do for whatever reasons. And so it's just kind of like a, uh, I don't know, it's just something that's so typical, but it's being done for someone that we like, someone that we are cheering for. Uh, and so I think that that, and Joseph was somebody that I was like, I was devastated to see him go out the house. But then I also was like, well, I mean, I could see why Turner would, would be worried about like, hey, I'm not really in the best positioning in this uh, alliance because I don't have the same relationship that Joseph has with Taylor and that Joseph has with Monty and that Brittany has with Michael. And so it's just like, I, I feel like one thing I will cry him for, even like he broke my heart when he, when he, when he flipped, flipped on Joseph, but in one of his ERs, he said something I thought was so important that people, you know, that I felt was overlooked and not talked about. And he says how like, you know, it's become Lord of the Flies out here because we have bonded in this intent, like the house itself mm-hmm. is an intense, stressful situation, but then add in being stuck outside for that many days, like you're creating a new bonding experience. And we have study after study after study that just shows how that sort of trauma bonding can shift someone's perspective. He's like, you're becoming animals out here. He's like yeah. the only person that just acknowledged like, hey, like this is, this is messing with us. And, you know, and when that happens, we are just creating, you know, we feel differently. It's already a game that pushes you to your limits. So it's like to do, I think that acknowledging that more, you know, just people stepping down from the high horse as far as like, oh, well, this is what I think about, you know, that situation. It's like, you're, you're not experiencing, I didn't, yeah. we didn't even experience living outside for a week in, in that environment while playing that game. So it's kind of. I don't know, just this, just a, 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 something that I did appreciate that acknowledgement. And I'm like, I think it should be taken into account more. I think you're right. That is a great observation because I, the outside looked to be fighting so much. I did not think that they would be close coming back in, but they went through something. It's hot, it, <laughs> <laughs> it's hot out here. Like, it's yeah. hot too. I'm like, man, being that heat. Ooh. 
Yeah, it's hot it outside. Up, That's the yeah. killing season. Because <laughs> you you are it's it's triggering. You're frustrated. You're irritated. You're annoyed. Your fuses are short. You know, so they seem to be a little tighter coming back in because they're like, hey, y'all were living in here in the AC with the kitchen mm-hmm. and in a full house, exactly. And y'all had it good. We had to be outside, and so they kind of bond over having to suffer together. They've got they've got a they've got a different type of trauma bond than the inside and the whole house have together. I, I'm glad we know how long a week can feel. Sorry, no, just, it felt just, long. like it's it felt long so watching them. Long. I, it felt so long, long that I actually <laughs> said on my last podcast that I didn't think that they were actually going to leave them outside until Thursday. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that just can't happen. <laughs> it's too long, and I mean, apparently they did. So, mm-hmm. um, okay, all right. So, so. Now, we've got Brittany and Taylor on the block. They're both having a fit. Taylor, Brittany immediately is crying and, and just feeling terrible about having been on the block and what's going to happen. And Taylor is wanting to know who's going to use veto on her. Taylor's probably so used to being on the block now. She's like a pro at being on the block. But that doesn't mean anybody is comfortable being on the block. Um, so... They go into veto, and we were waiting for veto for a very long time. Do you know what the veto comp was, Kai? No. Oh. What was it? <laughs> they play. Now, let me just tell you, I'm very, very jealous. Okay. Very jealous. Uh, what? I'll give you one guess. Guess. Okay. We didn't play it. Wait. Okay, we didn't play it. Well, no. I know it's normally head of household, but I do wonder if they played slip and slide because that was something I really wanted to play. They definitely played slip and slide. No, that was oh man, that was besides BB Comics. That was like the number one thing I wanted to play. Me too. I wanted to play slip and slide. I'm just Michael won. Michael won. So Michael's like a skier. Michael studies BB. He knew to stay on his toes. From what the house guests have been saying, he was zipping. He was doing laps through there. It was almost like they were saying everybody else should have just sat down and just given him the win. Like he was (laughs) lapping people, obviously. I I was really look forward to seeing that. So um, and we just know that would have been you. You want like, do you want to go against me? Should we get our own slip and slide and let's oh, try it out? Because I mean, because you know, I mean, you're kind, you're muscular, you're bulky, you're big out here. I just don't see you being agile. You know, you going Mickey? back and forth. Did I see Mickey? <laughs> no, I just completely erased everything about him yes, from my memory. Fair. That's the only thing I did remember. So I was like, <laughs> all right, you could be kind of big and bulky and still take and fessy too. I think also one. Stop coming at Anyways. me with your facts. This is my show. <laughs> This is my show, homeboy. Um, no, I'm just kidding. No, you might be right. I don't I don't really even think that the you girl... No, Big D would have been out there. This is my comp. Then <laughs> Big D would have won it. Then Big D would have won it. He did say that at your, one point. And I was like, bruh, what? I think... He also thought he Sorry. was going to win against X. But I digress. So, um... Michael Pardon wins. Pardon my interruption, please. No, you're fine. Michael wins <laughs> veto. They they go outside at night, um, and it actually seemed like a short veto comp. They come back in, um, and Michael wins veto. Now, this is going to take us to a whole chain of events. Um, Cause you know, I was messaging you like I don't know if you watch the feeds, but it's some <laughs> going on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Now, Michael knows. I think Michael knows that he's a potential target. That's why he mm -hmm. went for Vito so tough. He knows that Britney is his number one ally and he has her on the block and he potentially needs to save him and her. Um, Taylor is hoping that if Monty would win it, that he would save her. Now, I just want to play a little game. I was really <laughs> wondering here. Monty has been doing a good job of playing both sides. Like, you know, the guys think that he's with him, with them. Um, you've got Brittany and Taylor who, I, I don't know, Taylor seems to trust both Monty and Brittany, but she has been trusting Brittany a lot more um, than Monty, but she's also been trying to get them all together. Um, and so Monty's been kind of playing both sides, but I was wondering if if he had one veto, if I'm Monty and I win veto and I know that no one, none of these people are really on my side, do I save Taylor and draw the line? Whereas I've saved her, she's with me, possibly being more loyal to me and with me more than anyone else because... I saved her and just actively become a pair because you've got Michael and Brittany who are a pair. You've got Kyle and Alyssa who are a pair and Turner and Terrence are a pair. You know, when you, when you talk in pairs, that's my game. So um, I'm like, if I'm Monty, I probably would have shown my cards and tried to work with Taylor. Uh, I was wondering if you had any thoughts on that. No, I mean, I, I agree. I think that there are some pretty, at least they feel apparent pairs to us. Um, and so I think that it does make sense to, for him to, especially with Joseph gone, for that to be his pairing. I feel like the only thing I would say on that is I can understand in the house how, especially given our season, how anyone that is looking at obvious pairings can always wonder how far does that go? like how real is that and are they just hanging out with this person like because i you know mm -hmm. you can easily have is somebody it, that's just like real? yeah of course of course i want everybody knows everyone knows that britney is my number one michael could say and that is why like you know it's so obvious uh and that's what i'm doing to protect you turner or kyle or terrence or whoever he wants to name in that scenario that conversation and anybody can do that and anybody smart could be worried about that as possibly happening. So I feel mm -hmm. like that is, uh, I agree with like, I think that it makes sense for him to do that, but I do think I can understand anyone um, having those thoughts also in their head. At least they should, if they're really thinking about all the options. I don't know if he would have, I would have liked for him to, but I don't know if Monty is ready to, um, Monty to me plays a top tier Xavier game. He plays an Xavier game better than Xavier. And what I mean by that is um, X kind of played with his cars close to his chest. He he only had certain conversations when he needed to. Um, he didn't have to tell a lot of what he was thinking, what moves he was making, where he was going, kind of agreed with people when whether he 
verbally expressed that he agreed, but maybe didn't agree. Monty is like, Monty been asleep for like three weeks. For like three weeks, Monty has not had to game at all. He is just like, I'm I'm just here. I'll come in and say if I need to say, if you need me to say something, I'll, I'll step in and say something. But if you don't need me, I'll just be here in the kitchen. And and that's and that's essentially where he's been. But now he's kind of now he's 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 awake and he's got to play because it's it's him and Kyle, it's Monty and Kyle and Turner and Michael who since they've got Joseph out who kind of have to go at it. And Terrence is really just not coming up on anybody's radar, and that is bothering me. Mm-hmm. Terrence is like, and and they can't say that. He's not a threat because Terrence won in his week. He won HOH and Veto. And he actually sent out his target. Terrence sent out Joseph because he actually wanted to send out Joseph. It did help Michael's game because he didn't have to get rid of Joseph and he kept the leftovers intact in the house. Whether him and Terrence had a conversation about it or not, we don't know. But um, Terrence got his threat out. He got his target out, and he um, he won his HOH and his veto. So now Michael has veto, and Michael wants Kyle out. Now, I got a question for you. Have you heard about Kyle's theory a couple of weeks ago about there possibly being a cookout 2.0 and wondering if the cook there there are there's a cookout 2.0 going on in the house and him wanting to have um what Michael referred to today as an all white alliance have you heard about that no of course i have many many thoughts on it okay so a couple of weeks ago Kyle introduces this I, this thought of, of, of this all-white alliance forming um, to Michael. And um, he tries to bring it up to and Turner. Brittany. Yep, Michael and Brittany, he tries to bring it up to Turner. Turner um, doesn't really give much back about it. He's like, no, sticking with the leftovers, anybody that goes against the alliance first is usually the one that goes out. And then they ended up having the split. I don't really know that I've heard more engaging conversations from Kyle about forming an all-white alliance or him actually believing that there is a cookout 2.0 actually happening right now. But he brings it up to Michael and Brittany and they and they sit on this information and Kyle proceeds to um on the outside, bring Terrence in to an alliance with him, which would kind of go against him thinking that there is a PLC alliance, but it doesn't negate the fact that he brought it up. And so now that Michael has one veto, wants to save Brittany, he wants Kyle to go home. But don't forget that last week, his ideal situation was for Kyle to come back into the game. He wanted Kyle to come from outside back inside, wanted Joseph to go. But today it is Michael's uh, theory that 
it's bad for Kyle to stay in this game. And it's bad for Kyle to stay in this game, especially under Turner's HOH, because Turner and Michael, um, Turner is a white male and Michael is a white male and Kyle is a white male. And Michael knows that Kyle wanted to create this all white alliance. He wants Turner to know it so that Turner doesn't make a mistake of keeping Kyle, who is trying to create a racially motivated alliance on Turner's HOH. And that's going to make Turner look bad, except Michael got this information from Kyle two weeks ago. I think when he might've been HOH um, and also let him slip through Terrence's HOH and wanted him back into the house. So now Michael has this information that he wants to help Turner with his HOH with thoughts, please. Okay. Lots of thoughts. So much to unpack there. Um, I guess first off kind of as a more general sentiment, I think that lots of times people talk about things that are, outside of the game and inside of the game. I think that there are things that matter in the outside world more than the game. And I think that there are things that, uh, you know, may matter less. And I, I do feel like there is, uh, I think there's something to be said about that that's true. I feel like the thing that's left out though is that everything said inside of the house has an impact mm-hmm. in, can, I shouldn't say has, can have an impact in the game. And so it's kind of like, sometimes people talk about things where it's like, oh, well, let's just, you know, you, you have the court scenes uh, <laughs> where, you know, someone says something emotional and compelling, but it wasn't admissible in court. And the, ju- and the judge is like, well, I want you to dismiss that from the record, everybody, like dismiss that from your minds. It's just like, right. yeah, I guess, but all the brain's gonna do is come up with another reason, another rationale, to still make that same decision. And I'm not just Mm -hmm. saying this in terms of for any one person in the house, I'm saying Mm -hmm. everyone, all humans do this and everyone's gonna do that. So I feel like that is kind of like everything outside the house and inside the house matters. So I guess it, it is when you look at when Kyle was saying that, first off, I think that I, I, I feel that it's worth acknowledging that, uh, there it i can understand i think it makes sense why kyle might bring up that fear now notice i'm saying it makes sense why he might bring up that fear Mm -hmm. i'm not saying that the fear itself makes sense and i think that that's what you see a lot of people saying is like well he shouldn't because the cookout did this because the history of the Mm -hmm. show and cbs and the winners and all those things it's just like yeah you're trying to fear in itself is almost is so often irrational so okay. it's to, to try and apply a rationale to it, like, hey, well, you shouldn't think it because of this is in itself kind of like uh, going against what we know about how the brain works, how conversation works, how people work, all these things. So it's like, of course, you might have, you know, that concern. Like there is a, a, a connection between, you know, people of color. There, there can be found a connection mm-hmm. that could be more important than the, than the game for so them as, for some people. Some people Mm -hmm. not. It's not invalid to have that concern. Now, as far as Mm -hmm. how you talk about it, how you act on all these things, there are so many things, you know, that is its own conversation to unpack. But it's just like, I guess I just see so many, like to, to suggest that that wouldn't be a fear in people's heads feels in itself like 
I always think of this comedian that, that talk, you know, you have all these people on Twitter or whatever they're hopping on. And it's just like, you, you, this comedian says something like, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, whenever white people are talking about you know, what they would have been doing during slavery or during, you know, in America, it's just like, they, they talk like they were going to be part of the Underground Railroad with Harriet. It's like, no, yeah. you would not. <laughs> yeah. um, you could easily be in that house giving into that same paranoia. Mm-hmm. And maybe talking about it differently. And you could be just like Michael and Brittany who heard about it, but refused to actually say anything about it until it was beneficial to their game. And oh. I don't think that they're doing that maliciously. Let me let me mm-hmm. just say that. I don't think they're doing that maliciously. I don't think that that's the plan as far as like, let me hold this in my pocket in case I use it. Hmm. But it's like two things can be true at the same time. Like, I don't think that that is, that's still in effect what mm-hmm. they do. Is they held okay. it until it made sense for them, until they were in danger. And so it's just like to say like they ins- had that exact train train of thought where they're like, OK, I'm going to hold this until then. Or to say, you know, you see, I saw the, the clip where Michael's sitting there and he's like, oh, man, like I want to, you know, call out um, uh, Kyle. Like, where's your all white alliance now or something like that? It's just like, like, honestly, that clip looks like a very genuine thought that he's having. So I don't think that he I think that he is thinking that. And the, the emotion is real, but that's just it. It's the emotion. So I feel like there is, and he, we, we latch onto things in the house that we can hold on and use against someone later, not just against them, but also for our own mental, psychological safety, because we are getting close to these people and then trying to end their dream. Mm-hmm. Like you are working against everyone. I, I always love, there's like a famous, you know, paranoia line about like, it's, it's not, it's not paranoia if everyone's really out to get you. And I remember Derek at one point when, during our game DX mm-hmm. and asked me, he's like, you know, I just feel like everyone in this house is out to get me. I was like, yeah, because they are like, that's, mm-hmm. that's literally how the game works. We all are. We all, so to have, so your brain is always just like in politics, just like in everything, it's always looking for how am I going to use any piece of information to make myself to protect my brain, to protect my heart, to protect my feelings when I actually have to act against this person. And it's doing this subconsciously. It's pulling out this information. So it now going to back to Kyle itself, it's like I said, like, I don't, I think that. I got yeah. so many things. I, I guess I'm, I don't want you to well, lose yeah. your thoughts. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, just, I one, go, one more. On go Kyle. ahead. Okay. Okay. So I would say that. I'm a big fan of like Dr. Ibram X. Kendi, who always talks about like he has a book, How to Be Anti-Racist. Always recommend it to everyone. Um, Give and us he the name of it. How to Be Anti-Racist by uh, who? How to Be Anti-Racist. Uh, mm-hmm. Dr. Ibram X. Kendi. And okay. so he's like the head of America's like anti-racist development study research. Like like he's he's just, um, yeah, really much deep in the space. And, and I'm just really, really appreciate like a lot of his work. And so okay. uh, he talks a lot about that term like anti-racist and he talks about you know it is we we racism is like rooted a lot in in denial and people will say like oh like i'm not racist and it's just like yeah that's <laughs> it, it is we've tied up this term into identity mm-hmm. and it's been a detriment to yeah. progress as a whole and rather than saying like hey it's not about being a racist it's mm-hmm. about doing something is something that you're doing racist or is it anti-racist is it helping move forward some sort of racist thought or is it not? Because literally in one sentence, somebody can say something that is both anti-racist and racist in a single sentence. And people do it all the time on all levels. And so with Kyle, what I was saying is that 
it's it's a little bit we we do this a lot uh, uh, I we is in like you know Twitter social media right now which is we're so tied in like yo this person's racist that's why they're doing this that's what they're yeah. doing and then that person is stuck now saying like well I'm not racist mm-hmm. so they're no longer able rather than approaching it like a an adjective to describe mm-hmm. what they're doing or the action yeah. that they're doing so it's like they're just I, labeling the this person use, when you yeah. Well, and now this yes, person has to defend they, themselves against the label, but not against the actions or the words. So if we just don't label or try to not label, but actually give a person a specific example of this is what you said. And I want you to elaborate more on your intent or reasons for that. Well, it's not even that. It's just letting them understand like, hey, I, th- it, it's not helpful for mm-hmm. anybody to, to say like, hey, this person is racist as much as to say like, hey, this is like, I, I'm not saying you're a bad person. I'm not saying you're a racist person. But this is why what you did was racist and or is racist or or, or whatever or what you said or, or, appears, or whatnot. Or appears. It appears. Or is. Or just is. No, I think okay. it just is. It's like it this is? action okay. is racist. And then okay. so it's just like rather than saying like this is why you did you why did it because you wanted to write all these things. It's like now and you're you're separating. You're not saying, hey, I'm not making a judgment and saying that this is who you are. This is just what you did. It's like when you step on someone's foot. It doesn't mean it doesn't. If you just yell at this person like, yo, why, you stepped on my foot. You're a evil villain causer of pain. Then that person's like, wait, I'm not an evil villain. They're not talking about now. They're they're not even they, you're not even giving them the opportunity to 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 learn. And I'm not saying that you know I think there's different people have different roles and like grace can have various levels. And no, different I times, want you to I want you to stay there. I want you to stay there because you're bouncing. But I am with you. I'm with you because yeah. I understand you. But I want you to go back to use elaborate on that example of what you just said, like. If I step on your foot, I just stepped on your foot and you accuse me of being, um, uh, what did you accuse me of being? Well, it's like evil causer of pain. An evil causer of pain. (laughs) You're right. The first thing I am going to do is be like, I am not an evil causer of pain. You know, I don't do that to people. I don't cause people pain. I'm not evil. Instead of what you, instead of saying exactly what I did do though, what I actually did was I stepped on your foot and I caused you pain. Right. So then, and yeah. So what you, so, so then it's kind of like, if you want me to understand what I am actually doing, you have to tell me what I'm doing and what it's causing. Right. Instead of attaching a label to me that I'm just now going to defend against and not even, we're never even going to talk about the fact of why you're saying that and what I actually did. Now I'm defending against what you called me. And then you're just trying to make it stick because of what I actually did. And we're never even getting to the bottom of what I actually stepped on your foot and caused you pain. And it's in it rather than it's like, Hey, just so you know, you stepped my foot and that hurt. Then somebody gets like, Oh my gosh, Obviously, I didn't mean to step on your foot. I'm so sorry about that, that I did that. They can acknowledge it and then, you know, find room for repair. And I think that the important caveat here, though, is that the black community as a whole, just like so many other communities, has experienced so much trauma in the world, in this country, specifically for this conversation. Um, and it's various people, various levels and various, you know, temperaments and backgrounds, all these things. So... It is not incumbent upon anyone to have to do this work of like holding their composure, not Mm -hmm. being emotional, educating this person as opposed to like just being mad. Like that is all very reasonable. 
And mm-hmm. I don't think anyone should feel bad about it. I don't think we should uh, say that people shouldn't be allowed to do that because the pain that has been caused is very real and different people feel it different ways. And I think that that is totally acceptable for, for them to feel it. I What I propose is that if you are able to, it, Especially, I mean, if you are white people, I think that then you have even more, you know, you have less excuses to just be angry um, and more excuses to to gain results. And by gain Mm -hmm. results, I mean, it's like, do you want, you know, if, if, because I actually wrote this down because I was thinking about it and I was like, you know, doing something, uh, if you have someone who says something and you're like, yo, I want you to know that, you know, this is why this is racist. It's like, well, what is, what is your goal? People talk a lot about accountability without really Mm -hmm. actually having any answer for what they want to happen. Mm -hmm. And so then it's just like, sometimes they just want to be mad. And like I said, that for some people that that is okay. It's totally acceptable. It's reasonable. It's understandable. Now, is it effective is a different question. And so I'm looking at it from perspective of like, I would want to, you know, I, I want to have those conversations going like as far as like, hey, it's not about coddling. It's not about anything. It's just about what's effective. And it's like, hey, like, here's why that way this doing something just like stepping in somebody's foot doesn't mean that you are this. It just means that you did this. And so let's have a conversation about that and say that way. Now, I don't want to get stuck in this conversation. I'm not racist. Like, let's get stuck in conversation like, oh, okay. Now I like this is why that is racist. And unfortunately, but that's if you're trying to to, um, either get some kind of understanding. You are trying to hold someone accountable or you are trying to solve a problem. And I'm not saying those are the only uh, reasons why these conversations can take place. But um, the intent of of having the conversation is why you would take the direction that you're saying, which brings me to my question of what is Michael and Brittany's intent on having the conversation today versus having the conversation two weeks ago, if they're looking to hold Kyle accountable if they're looking to um, bring awareness or problem solve or um, what is the purpose of having this conversation today versus having the conversation two weeks ago? I think it's very similar answer as far as like two things can be true at the same time in the sense of like are they doing it because they believe in their heart? Like, Hey, this is something we should talk about. It's like, probably I, I, I think enough about them to think that's true. Are they also doing it because it's beneficial for their game? At least in Michael's case, based on some things he said, I think so. And I think that now that I, I feel like not being able to acknowledge that is where you run into like, you know, questions around potentially, uh, uh, potentially around character. Like I don't want to make a character judgment without being able to have a conversation with someone and being able to like actually dive deep because there's so many factors. None of these issues are black and white, like to over, not even just, you know, to oversimplify, yeah. none of them are binary. So right now their motivations feel, um, it's hard not to, not only to, to look at that game motivation, but to be a little bit frustrated with it. Like I, I, I because I want to ask but, you a question. Yeah. If Michael yeah. was HOH, this week would we have watched him go to Turner or 
if he was HOH this week and he nominated Kyle, would he even say, hey, Kyle and house guests, the reasons behind my desire to see Kyle leave is because of the the conversations that he just had the reason and and we didn't get, we didn't I didn't really tell you that he went to Turner Michael went to Turner today um he started off the conversation by himself in the HOH room with Turner telling Turner that hey um I don't know if you know this but a couple weeks ago uh Kyle came and he was talking about starting this all white alliance because he was afraid of a cookout 2.0 being started and then Brittany came in and helped help Michael deliver this this story you know they put it on a platter for Turner about um help wanting to protect him and this is his HOH and not wanting him to you know maybe have some repercussions about having this information and doing nothing about it but would we know this? Would would the house know this if it is for their information? Um, if the if it was different, if Michael was HOH, if Michael wasn't in jeopardy, if Kyle was well, HOH think- this week, was he gonna go to Kyle and be like, "Yeah, <laughs> I've been holding this in for two weeks and it's really been well, bothering me." It. Yeah, you know, it's bothering me and it's eating me away. And me and Brittany actually can't sleep at night. And I've debated several times of do I tell Monty, do I tell Taylor, and I've never told them because I didn't need to yet. But today, yeah. I need to tell them because it's time for you to go now because I'm ready. Well, I. I- he, well, I would, you know, I like to be fair. So I'm always like, is I that want possible? you to be fair. Let Maybe. me be the villain. Yes. <laughs> Am I the villain? No, I, I, I'm just like, is it possible? The same thing mm-hmm. would have happened if there was no benefit, if Kyle's HH or whatever, you know, all these other mm-hmm. scenarios that the same conversations would be happening. Probably possible. I mean, yeah. Is it possible? Of course, anything's possible. Do I think it would have? No. But like I said, do I think that that is the uh conscious thought like like to where it is that level of insidious of like let me hold on to this until i can use it for game purposes i don't think that's what people you do don't. but i okay. feel like uh, sorry let me phrase that i don't think that's what's happening here okay. i don't think it was that level of intentionality I do. but it's I just kind of like for the record for the record <laughs> i like to say that i my name is tiffany monique mitchell and for the record I do think that Michael has held on him and Brittany to this information that they know will alter the thoughts and the minds and the shift of the game of how people will make their decisions about Kyle. At this moment, they have used this information to benefit their own personal game. I do also think that it may bother them to know that these Things were being said. And so I do think both things are true at once, but I definitely do feel that this was strategically held on to and used at the opportune time. Now it's your turn, Kai. I guess what I would say with that is that I, I am, I don't, I think that because they had the information and because what you're saying is possible, I don't. I hope, and I feel like it's already going to happen. I hope that there's not this hero narrative around Michael, around um, Brittany for stepping forward with this information. Like it's important. Like, granted, I think it's valuable to 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 mm-hmm. to, to to highlight. Like, hey, this was you know the right decision. Now, also, it is good. If you know, I'm very much a fan of like, hey, 
happenings uh, later is late is better than never for sure. But I think that, like I said, the way that it it, it is, I feel like it's happening more on a subconscious level. Like I don't think that when they heard the information, like let's hold on to this and use it. That's my opinion. Is I don't think that they were thinking that consciously. I think mm-hmm. that so I think that maybe that thought was I think the thought was more like you know like this could like this is something I don't feel comfortable with but like mm-hmm. I do understand cuz even when they did approach that I remember they had that one conversation with Kyle where he kind of did like walk it walk it back um as far as like hey like no no I agree like like I don't want to assume like optics, assuming is wrong mm-hmm. as yeah. opposed to well and I don't even think it's just optics I think there is I think that they did maybe bring to light like hey like to worry about this is reasonable, but to assume it is problematic. Mm-hmm. And here's why. And I feel like he was receptive to that at the time. I feel like the conversation now, what's interesting, this goes back to rationalization, is what's interesting is now he's not talking about that. He's talking about I all these other things. I was just going to say, so, so rational that he has not I feel, brought it up. Um, exactly. And mm-hmm. I, well, I think that that's why. I think that that's what's happening, though, too, is that like that fear. But granted, I think that fear wasn't everybody from the start of the game because although it's not a perfect reflection of society first off i don't think that's i don't think it's a good reflection at all because it's literally a game and it's a pressure cooker and it's like when people are always talking about you know seeing the the truth of things of people or whatever it's just like this is literally the opposite of a real life like it is designed to create this drama and all these things not the way we operate in real life at all it's yeah. not and i'm not saying it's not the way we operate it's just not the op- it's not a natural life simulation that we're living in because we have nothing in there that we have in the real in the real world except other humans and that's it yeah i mean you literally go to the the pre-game interviews where uh i think it was a pre-game or maybe it was dur- the first day interviews where you had taylor talking about like you know i'm a nice person i'm really excited to be a villain in this house because i never get to do that in my real life like obviously that didn't happen other things happen but like i think that to to look at this game as a reflection of that is 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 wrong but as far as like looking at some things that are that are reflected uh things in your head going back to like it's impossible to to strike things from the record um I can imagine the same way that fears in his head that there was probably uh, uh, an element of black people that entered the house being afraid of being perceived as a cookout. And that 100%. probably affected a lot of a lot of game moves, a lot of I game mean, conversations, a lot of things we that happened. And a whole, I get it. We played a whole game. <laughs> we played a whole game after BB, after the cookout. And we were afraid that people were going to think that we were still in cookout <laughs> mode, you know. So I totally get that someone new coming in or they're going to both sides i get how someone can wonder if someone else wants to come in and emulate this or if they feel that this is um a game the way they want to play the game or if i come in or someone like me looks like me comes in and someone's going to think that i'm playing that game i think it's just on the minds like I, like you said of everybody but here's what here's what that does so now you have michael and Brittany who have given turner all of this information and not just turner Alyssa. they went to Alyssa first first they went to Alyssa. i'm gonna wait until you stop typing oh i didn't know it popped up sorry just when you said <laughs> it that, it, it just it, did, it uh, didn't it, pop it, up. It, <laughs> I could just hear okay. it. It was like you look oh, like sorry. kind of frog over here. <laughs> I didn't want the sound to pop up that loud. Sorry, the mic's too sensitive. <laughs> so, um, they went to Alyssa first, and 
Brittany and Michael give Alyssa um, all of these details about Kyle and who she's aligned with and who she's partnered with and who she's with in this game and possibly looking to be with outside of this game. And they um, have laid out this story that Kyle gave the, gave to them. And she is hmm, maybe partially, let me like this much, just about the size of my fingernail, affected by it. She's like not happy about it. She doesn't seem comfortable with it. But I think she feels like to her, I know Kyle differently. I have a different relationship. I have a different connection. I know Kyle and I hear what you're saying, but I don't believe that that was his intent behind what you're saying he said. And maybe it almost to me was she was kind of like, yeah, maybe maybe you guys got that wrong. And she's like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to tell. She did get called into the HOH where Turner and Kyle and Terrence were speaking as she was coming out of the have not room. They pulled her in the room. She did not divulge anything. She's like, no, they just told me the same things you told me, kind of like about the leftovers. They were just filling me in, just giving me more information. Later, a couple of, you know, maybe not even an hour later, she goes to the back room. She's with Kyle and he's or she's in one of those rooms. And she he's like trying to pull out of her what the conversation between Michael and Brittany was. And she eventually says, like, you know, um, they said that you were trying to like um, get something together like um, against Joseph, Taylor, Jasmine, Terrence. My, she kind of like names all mm -hmm. the people of color, right? And then he's like, so like I try to build an alliance like around race. And so he realizes she's not coming out and saying exactly what Michael and Brittany have said, but he realizes that she's insinuating that, yes, they're saying you try to lead emotionally, ra ra emotionally, huh. They're saying that you tried to lead a racially motivated alliance or move. Um, and he is like freaking out about this. And at the same time that she's telling him this, you got Michael and Brittany are upstairs in the HOH room telling Turner the exact same thing. Kyle wanted to start this all white alliance. And if you're in that type of position and Turner has made moves in the game before against injustice i'll say um the in, the the injustice and and unfair treatment of against taylor back when he was hoh and he like got people to um protect her and he started protecting her and you know called out daniel and everything so michael knows that Turner wants to be on the right side of justice. And so he gives him this information at the perfect time and he lays it out to him. Like, I just would hate for you to be kind of on the wrong side of this. So Turner actually has yeah. his hands tied behind <laughs> his back. He, he actually has feels like he has to do something about the information that Michael has just given him. Is this, is this Ooh. a good game move by Michael? Because this is really for Michael. It, yeah. It's really not it in Turner's best <laughs> game to get rid of Kyle 
or to see Kyle go. He if he actually listens to Michael and says, I definitely have to do something with the information you gave me, which means I've got to take Kyle and put him on the block based around. And I will say this big brother has really turned into the game of where do your morals lie? And it's, and it's, I, it's, it's really, it's really a thin line for me to try to walk because I, I get bashed a lot about, Oh, well you played your game this way. And I think a lot of people just don't understand um, that when they say things to me about how I play my game. But um, this is not the game where you you cannot lie. You're not in court. You're not you're you're not held to that standard of you can't lie. You it is a game where uh, money is on the line and there are no rules. There are no rules. But we as viewers watch and judge people based on things they say, how they treat people. And we assess what the winner should look like. The winner should represent this. The winner should play this kind of game. A winner, this is a winner. But there are no rules to this, you know? Like, you win. It's almost, you win however you win. It doesn't mean we have to like it. Now, if Turner puts Kyle on the block, whose game is this? Well, also, what game is this, is the question, too, because it's just like that move feels very much like, especially if you're, I go back to saying uh, uh, something that I've spoken with you about, the difference between saying something and doing something, saying something in effect. And so if you are, go to Turner and you say like, hey, just so you know, this is, this is, what's, this is what has happened, this is what's been said. Um, this is a perspective, whatnot. You didn't go to Turner and say the words, hey, just so you know, if you don't put Kyle up, you're an accessory to these racist views and these racist plans that was doing it and you're supporting it. That's not the sentence that was said. So Michael and anybody else can walk away and say, like, I didn't say that. I just shared this information. Like, But then you're kind of like, okay, yeah, you didn't say that. But in effect, you said that. That is what you communicated. And that that's is what, what you, you convey. You, you suggest you that's convey what you convey. that. Yes. And so that's such a, a uh, and then you also have the extra layer in this conversation where it's like, yeah, that was conveyed, but also like that's true. It is moving forward. That, like it's it, it doesn't make it untrue. Yeah. Now, so that's when you're running into the issue as far as like because this is true. Yeah. Uh, does that make it? You know, do the ends justify the means as far as him doing this move? And mm-hmm. and it's, it's just like when somebody, if somebody does something that is self-serving, but it also happens to serve a, a, a great, a perceived greater good, then it's like you're, you're, it's muddied and it's messy. And I think that, but that is symbolic of life kind of, and like that is, that's why I wish, I, I'm glad that, you know, more conversations are happening, but I, I wish that they would go these extra levels deep, um, not just on the sh- like on the show, but then allowing deep conversations to happen uh, because then you then you can find you can you can realize that like life isn't so binary. Like we we've discovered with so many things that if we look at you know if you're looking for simple answers for complex questions, then you're you're just gonna result in confusion and yeah. division and all these other things. And so I, I, I don't, I don't love, uh, 
I don't love that because it's so it is it is so it does feel very weaponized in the scenario. Uh, but it's like no, you okay. So we have to go there because yeah. essentially, my opinion is yeah. okay. But let me say this: I am not mad at Michael and Brittany for exposing Kyle and in his thoughts or whatever game move he tried to make. But I do think that they weaponized um, labeling him as moving forward based on race to benefit them in this game. They definitely weaponized racism because yeah, they're just on the they, right side of it. <laughs> that's the see, weird, that's why this it, is weird. It, on the right side of it, but if... I'm not supportive. I'm not saying that. That's what I'm saying. I, it's weaponized. No, I, I don't I, like no, that. No, I, 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 I know. It's like, but it's but if I see you constantly getting... It's like, okay, I've watched you for two years be abused and all of this, and I know this, and I know it's wrong. But now it's my turn and I'm about to get abused. Now I'm about to tell. Yeah, yeah. I'm helping you. But I was going to let you sit there in it and keep it in and keep enduring it until it was going to affect me. So what right side am I on it? And uh, and yeah. what is Going back to the game, what is Turner supposed to do with it? If I'm Turner, it's messed up because I know that today this is a game, but this isn't a game in the next year, in the next six months, in the next three months. At some Mm -hmm. point, the game is over in its real life. And then I've got real life people judging me based on the decisions I made about how I was going to try to win $750,000. Now, Turner didn't say he wanted an all white alliance. He didn't say that he thought the people of color were working together. He didn't say that there was a 2.0. He didn't do anything. So why does he actually have to be the one who falls on the sword for it? It it is the messiness of this game that is, uh, and also it's, it is granted. I, I don't want to take away the culpability of public mob mentality too, because it, I yes. think that that is, that is such a factor in this too, because, you know, I think that there's so many, uh, you know, uh, if, if I'm playing, <laughs> I, I if I'm playing Monopoly with some friends, like I'm going to make selfish moves and decisions, and I'm not going to let you know a child win. Even like <laughs> it's not because I don't care about children. Ch- it's not yeah. that I wouldn't do you know ex- go out of my way game. to help out somebody because you're, you're playing a game and you're playing it in the safety of your home. And so yeah. it's just like this is unfortunately the public's inability to make that distinction. Mm-hmm. Um, is is in itself a uh you know but that is that has become a a factor and i I, whether it's fair whether it's Mm -hmm. right you know i i personally i don't think it is but it is it but it is it is what's happening and so that thing with michael 
And with Turner and like them trying to make that decisions, it's like right now, if like I said, with it being more what or less, what would you do? What would you do, Kylan? If I'm your Turner? Turner, your Turner, your Turner. Michael just came to you and told you this. Now I know it's hard because you're not a white man, so you yeah. and you know it's different. But separate a little bit and just put yourself mm-hmm. in Turner's shoes. And if this is your game and this is what someone's telling you and you know it's going to affect you possibly on the outside and the inside, where are you going first? Like, you know, because I could tell you what I would do and I haven't thought it through so I could still be wrong, but. Mm-hmm. I think that that's the tricky. I think that always like, what would you do is always so, you know, uh, uh, is is a i don't think it's the best exercise because okay let's play does, this there's, okay, so let's, yeah, there's let's so many work. factors there let's talk it out <laughs> let's talk it out then all right so here's yeah. turner turner now has he the veto is going to be used and he has to replace somebody yep there's only five vote votes you need three to get somebody else so there's going to be a swing vote but then turner can't play hoh next week and michael if if kyle leaves we need if I'm Turner, I need to know who's Monty gonna come after, who's because Kyle's mm-hmm. gone, who's Monty coming after, who is Alyssa coming after, who is Terrence coming after, who are Brittany and Michael coming after. So Turner, if Turner gets rid of Kyle, who's how does his game look going forward? And That's does that benefit his game? Because if he's going to get rid of Kyle because of this information that Michael has given him, then he should be prepared to leave next week because he already made a statement and said, anybody mm-hmm. that puts Taylor on the block and she doesn't go home, that HOA ends up going home next week. Mm-hmm. So he already knows. He's got, he's, he's got, he's got Taylor missed working against him as it is. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to throw out um, Kyle because of Mike, because of what Michael and Brittany have told him. Well, I mean, Does it's he, almost like you want to you want to say if you're Turner, you want to say like, OK, I don't like it because you, you, you can almost, you know, what, what is it? Uh, not make that move that's good that's bad for your game because you're like hey you know what like i wasn't previously you're telling me this i don't know how this is accurate or not but if you feel convicted about it yourself you're welcome to make that decision and that choice when you have the opportunity to make that decision yeah. and see what i think that that is what i'd like to say i would do to, to let yeah um michael make that or Brittany make that decision because on their at own. least you know next week that this if they want him gone he'll still be there for you to take out and so will I. So I've got a shield. Exactly. Now, because I'm a fan of Taylor and I do not want to see Taylor leave this week. Taylor and Monty. And and I also don't, and I, you guys may not like me for it, but that's okay. I've been liked for a lot less. I don't want to see Monty go home this week either. I don't want to see Monty and Taylor on the block on Thursday. And it has nothing to do with, oh, they're black. I just have happened to like Taylor before. Two things can be true at the same time. They are black, but I actually have, I've actually been um, supporting Taylor since the very beginning. 
and y'all know I could not stand Monty. And I was <laughs> actually ready to hurt him myself. However, um, I've seen a lot of growth and I've seen a lot of maturity and I've seen a lot of actions put behind his words. And I would like to see him go further. I don't have a lot of people to cheer and root on in this game right now. And it's still a lot of people in there. He happens to be one other person that I would like to that I would like to, to cheer for. So I don't want to see him and Taylor leave. And I also don't want to see him leave because I do think that he is support for Taylor and she's already lost Joseph. And I think losing Monty would not help her at all. I think that they should. I think I'd like to see them stay another week, but this isn't this isn't my game. She needs some help. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I I agree. I feel the same. I think that. Yeah. I I don't know. Going back to that question, I think that would be the ultimate move for Turner would just be to tell Michael like, Hey, would be to send home someone else that he like, yeah. whoever is the best decision for his game, which I don't know who that would actually be because I, I feel like it wouldn't be necessarily Monty only. Cause I think that there is that, uh, you know, uh, bro, that not, the yeah, pound. I think the that he has a relationship, dead, but yeah. Monty does have a romantic a he relationship. Might feel he has a great relationship. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that, I don't know oh, who Terrence. that is that he doesn't it's have. It's Terrence. Yeah. But doesn't he have a good oh, relationship with Terrence? <sighs> I think he has a good relationship with it. So It's hard for me to separate my own know. personal feelings. <laughs> well, that's everybody, though. You're just honest about it. I think that everybody is feeling that. And it's funny how often you'll see somebody say, like, well, why would they do this? This doesn't make sense. It's like, well, yeah, if they want the same thing you want then it doesn't make sense but if they want what they want then yeah it does make sense to them but it's just so funny how quickly people um forget that we you know most people tend to make their decisions emotionally and then rationalize use logic to rationalize them after rather than the other way around Um, but they're just not honest or aware of it so yeah i I think the returner i feel like that would be the move returner would be for him to tell michael and Brittany like hey this if, if you guys feel so passionately about this and you guys have the information, I don't, it's only conjecture, mm-hmm. it's only hearsay. Yeah. Uh, I feel that, you know, you're welcome to when you have the power to m- make the decision that it, that even because maybe it's not good for your guys's game uh, mm-hmm. also to send them out. So it's like, but I'll let you guys go ahead and make that, that call. What would you, you like to see, to see happen? Um, I mean, what I'd like to see happen, I'd like yeah. Kyle, like I'd like to see Kyle go out of the game because that's not my number one person that I'm rooting for right now for other reasons. Um, yeah. So I think that that would be ideal. I think that the yeah. but the way so we're actually cheering for Michael's. <laughs> we're actually cheering. Yeah, we're for cheering this, for this Michael's <laughs> plan. That's we're the, cheering for that's Michael's the, plan. But yeah, but Michael, we we see what you did here. We we see what you did. You're not you're not the hero. We're not gonna make you the <laughs> hero for this. But and you know for 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 the for the for the for the, for, for the longevity and the and the moves that I would like to see happen. I'm I'm glad that you're doing something to possibly keep two people that I'd like to see in the game safe. Exactly. Safe. Yes. <laughs> people yeah. I want to be safe. So it, I think that yeah. that is just so indicative of the whole, uh, you know, different things being true at the same time. And, and like I said, yeah. I go back to, I, I don't, I, I personally don't believe it's a conscious, uh, you know, that that is the decision, but that's what's happening in effect 
And mm-hmm. I feel like that is a conversation that should be addressed. It's like, hey, whether or not you thought in this terms of like, I'm going to put him in this situation where he has to, or I'm going to hold on to this information until it's beneficial for my game. Like, that's what you're doing. And I do feel like Michael's smart enough to see that. So at least at this point in the game, like I said, I don't think that he did it intentionally initially when he held the information with that conscious thought. But now at this stage, like that is what's happening. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, but that's and, also the game. And this He's is playing gonna, the game. Is, He's but, doing but th- what he needs to do. That is the game. But it also is going to have an effect on Kyle leaving the house. And he's, yeah. I don't know if you know, but he went to the DR. He, he told he told Alyssa, like, I will have to leave the house. If that's what they're saying about me and that's what they're trying to paint this as, I'm going to have to leave. And he went upstairs to the DR. They didn't let him in. He w- he first went to the downstairs DR. He didn't get in. He went upstairs to the DR. They, he didn't get in. He went back downstairs. He's like, I really need to talk to you guys. They let him in. Feeds cut. We jumped on. I don't know what happened. But wow. um, I could imagine... I personally could imagine not wanting to stay. I if that if yeah. I'm if I'm in that boat and I know how big and how how bad that would look, um, I yeah you could send me home. You know what I'm saying? Like that's 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 tough. And I don't necessarily I don't like to attach racist the term to people. Um, I you have also helped to teach me how to. Um, formulate a more accurate sentence to express what I'm trying to say around situations like that. And I do think that, and I've said this before, that I feel that his upbringing um, has a lot to do with his inexperience about um, certain cultures and, and people. But I also do think that some of his thoughts or some of the things that he was saying were racially motivated, but I don't think that he... Um, was trying to have malicious intent. I think he was just openly talking to people who he identified with and was trying to see if they had the same sentiments. Um, doesn't make it right or wrong. It's it's all bad at the end of the day. It looks bad because it's, it's a telephone game and then I'm playing with your perception. Like I'm giving you something and I'm hoping you perceive it the way I intended. But we all know that. Um, what is what is it that you say? Um, the uh, the impact Lincoln. and the intent. Um, oh, intention, yeah. <laughs> intention and impact don't always, they're not always the same. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's 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 interesting. So now we've got uh, Turner has a decision to make about whether he's going to um, take this information that Michael has given him to nominate Kyle and everyone vote to send Kyle out, or if he's going to replace that replace the nom with. Um, and I think Monty was m- the other option. I think. Turner was trying to get Alyssa to sit up there and be comfortable enough that she would be saved. Uh, But then all of this other stuff happened and now she's not so safe because they've been telling her how when she was on the block, she was supposed to stay on the block and all of this other stuff. So I don't know that she's comfortable and I don't know what Kyle is doing with the DR, but Michael has veto and he's going to use it and I'm expecting him to use it on Brittany now we're just waiting to see who the replacement nom is going to be. And that will be veto ceremony is tomorrow and which would be technically the day that the listeners are hearing this. So they'll be hearing this and then we'll have the veto ceremony and I'll be late. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. Um, 
<laughs> I'm sorry. No, 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 no. It's good. It's I a lot. Just, it's a lot. It is. And it's, it's heavy. So much. And it's so much bigger. Th- like you said, it's so much bigger than the game. And these conversations are very sensitive. And we all and have to simple. be. And they're not simple. And we try to be correct in what we're saying and not offend anyone. Um, and I'll be the first to say that I am not always right. And I apologize when I am I am wrong. And I do encourage people to help me to see when I have misspoken. So um, I'm not that person that you can't tell that to. I'm, I, I don't know everything and I don't ever wish to because when you stop learning, you start dying. And honey, I just keep getting younger and younger out here. So, um, you know, this was this was a sensitive subject to take on. And you didn't even know coming in that we were going to have this heavy of a conversation. Um, I know you thought we were just going to talk about live fees, but so much had taken no, place. I, I, you were very helpful in helping me um, get this message and relay this message and information out. And I thank you for speaking so candidly and being so open about your experiences and how you handle things and what your outlook and perspective is on the direction of this game. Um, and I think similar to you, like it, I feel like, you know, we're always, there's two things. We're open to learning. And then also sometimes it's just listening because there's not even the only thing to learn is just the other person's perspective because to, to look at something this complex and then to, to say like, Hey, this is what you're missing as if, as if like you're wrong about something that you express. Whereas there's some things that you expressed here that I don't think that they're wrong. I think that they can just be a difference. Uh, some things can be a difference of opinion. Some things like lots of things. I feel like there is kind of some objectivity or there is some um, morality to it, but then there are just certain situations where someone just wants to express how they feel. And I want to, I always want to open that door for that. And I think that you do a great job of that, both on social, I see you do that in our own personal conversations, in conversations I've seen you have with other people. I think that that is why you've just become someone that I respect so much is because you're, you're so open to, uh, even if it's not going to change how you feel, you take the effort to intentionally hear what someone wants to say, try and understand them, or at least understand what it means to them, um, and then to allow, you know, to open up your own world. And I think that that's what more people, uh, that's what I strive to do, and I think that that's what all of us, you know, I think that everyone would be better off if more people strive to do what I see you doing so consistently. So I applaud you for that and for the show, and I thank you again for having me here. Thank you, Kylan. Those were very beautiful words. I really, really appreciate your time. You have been such an amazing guest, so informative. Um, I hope to have you back again. I hope to see you doing great things in the future. And I know we will. I see your arms getting bigger. Don't know what you're preparing for. Um, (laughs) Thanks for being my guest. Thanks for all of the wonderful things you said. Thanks for your insight. Please tell our guests where they can find you, how they can follow you, um, if they want to catch up with you later. Uh, Well, me, yeah, I'm just everywhere at Kyland Young um, on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, I think that's also the backslash for the YouTube channel. So um, the only thing is TikTok. TikTok is Kyland.Young for some reason. And uh, yeah, but um, I'm always excited. I, I love to engage with, you know, good faith conversations and, and people as much as I can. 
And I really appreciate, you know, connecting with you here and hopefully connecting with more people. Wonderful. Thanks for joining. And guys, that is going to be the end of our segment today. Thanks for thanks for joining. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. You can catch me back here on the Winner's Circle every Monday and Wednesday. You can also follow me on Instagram at Absolutely Gorgeous 100 and Twitter Absolutely Tiff because y'all know I be talking a whole lot of stuff. Um, sometimes I just be out there. So ignore me. Put me on mute if you don't want to hear it. <laughs> Anyway, have a nice day, guys. Love you. Bye.